welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. Let's pray this morning. God, we just thank you and we praise you. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for your anointing as I teach this morning. We thank you for that anointing, that revelation knowledge that comes as we come around your word and we receive that word that we make it our own, Lord God. And you can give me revelation as I teach, revelation into my heart this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> um, so last week I talked, the week before I started talking about um, teaching on faith, and that's where we're going today. But last week I was talking about shaking and, and that the Lord will shake anything and everything that can be shaken in an individual's life, in a church, in a nation. It said the, the word says the heavens and the earth even are shaken. And it's so that we, the people of God, will reveal more of his glory. Amen. Because he is preparing us. That end time harvest is coming into the church, is coming into the nations. Um, I was listening to a conference last night and uh, the preacher, he was so excited, you know, just about that. He'd already gone through some revivals, but he says nothing. And he was prophesying, he was speaking it and declaring it. He's a prophet. And he was saying nothing is going to be like this revival that we're in now, that we're, you know, entering, we're early stages of nothing is going to be like it. And we can't just look at past revivals and then think that this one is going to be the same. God, you know, God can be out of the box. Who knows that? God can just be out of the box any time and he will do what he wills to do. That's why we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, his will. And he's going to have his will and he's going to have his way in, in the revival. And when I was over in England, Brian and I, um, Crystal and Daniel had gone over to um, uh, the York, Yorkshire and York. If anybody hasn't been to York, I'd say go to York. It was lovely. We, we spent three days of our, of our week there going through all, walking through the cobble streets and just the, the old buildings and just it was like walking back in time. It's a walled city as well. So much history there, York Minister and Minster and everything else, but um, we had a tremendous time. But on the Sunday, we had visited, it was to stand at the prayer meeting, we had visited a church, um, Hollybush Christian Center, and it was a church that uh, my family used to go, dad took us when we were young, um, because they had like a family camp. And then we ended up having the family camp up in Portrush, but every year they'd have that Hollybush family camp. And do you know what? They're still having it. And some of these guys, like the, the, the pastor, he's, he's given the work over to his daughter, and, um, but he's still there. He's in his 90s. Pastor Jim Wilkerson still have their family camp. They've kept going faithful year in, year out, year in. Now, they, they are farmers. God had, um, there was a miracle, and God given this wonderful farm. They believe God for this land, this, this farm. And so they've got fields there where, where campers can come and caravans, and they've got it set up like a little campsite. We've got a wee tour of it and things. But we were led to go there that particular Sunday, and it was a Sunday afternoon service. And some of them wouldn't have known the name Nabi. Uh, the last time I was there, I think I was probably eight or nine years old. And so I phoned up a friend of mine who'd still be in touch with them because the pastor, the present pastor, now his daughter, myself, and this other friend would have all played together as children. But I really felt, don't go announced. Go on un unannounced. And so we went, and um, 
the sat-nav didn't work. You know, we, had, we've, we then downloaded Google, Google Maps and we finally got there 45 minutes late. I tell you, the enemy did anything, everything he could to try and stop us getting to that service. And I knew that we were to be there. Brian even had never been there before, but there was an excitement in his heart. And we, worked, we walked in and this place is known for the worship, just known for the, the presence of God. It's like a watering hole. And um, we went in and the worship was just coming to an end. And I was so, I thought, oh Lord, you know, I'm disappointed. But the word was just about to start. It was a good word preached by um, one of the younger men there. And then at the end, they all come back on the platform and um, Pastor Joanna, she's the worship leader there also. Um, and they, they just went into this beautiful worship, you know. And I just put my hands up in the air and I just touched the glory. And I was just in tears and just the Lord ministering to me and, and just enjoying his presence. And this went on for about 10 minutes. And then um, the pastor... Pastor Jim Wilkerson, he wasn't on the, on the, he was just sitting in the front row at that time. He'd come off the platform. But he says, you know, if anybody in the congregation, if you want to come up and you just want to be closer, because I always believe front is closer to the anointing, just always has been. I'll try and get to the front of, of a service wherever I'm up. And uh, of course, Brian and I, we didn't talk to one another, but we were straight up there. And not, nobody knew us at the place. And so, um, after a while, one of the older evangelists, he came along and he started praying. He was prophesying over Brian about the laughter. He'd holy laughter and he'd been known for his laughter and joy. And he started praying for me. And then I heard him a spirit um, just shortly after that. That was impartation that I was to receive from that generation from Pastor Jim Wilkerson. And uh, I, in, my, in my mind, who knows that you can hear something in your heart, but then your mind gets into place. Has anybody had that happen? Hear something down here, but then you go, oh, how's this going to play out? So I heard here there's impartation to receive from this, this dear pastor, Jim Wilkerson. And so in my mind, I was thinking, okay, well, after the service is dismissed, I'm going to go to him. And I'm going to introduce myself to him, who I am, who my, mama, my father and mother are and uh and i'm going to ask him to pray because there's impartation of receive well i didn't have to do that my mind didn't get it right but my heart had it right because within a few minutes he had come over and he says i don't know you this young couple don't know who who they are where they're from i don't know if you've been saved a couple of weeks but i'll tell you god is going to use you powerfully and he's going to use you very quickly and uh, he started prophesying that way, and uh, he, he summoned a few people to gather around me. He possibly knew I'd fall out onto the power, which I did. And um, uh, he was prophesying over me, you're hungry for the Lord, hungry for the Lord. But when I was on the floor, another one of the ladies, uh, those older ladies, came and she said, again, I don't know you, don't know anything about you, but the Lord is telling me to tell you not to worry and we're told that in the word, aren't we? But sometimes we have to be reminded not to worry. And the second thing was, the harvest is coming. And a second time she says, now I have to say it again, you're not to worry, and the harvest is coming. And that's all I needed to hear at that place. And the impartation I received as well from that, again, that generation I tell you what, 
I'd already said to um, my cousin Paul, he was excited about prayer, we'd visited with him, and I said, whenever, whenever Denise Shaw and her husband comes over to Northern Ireland again, I'm going to ask, can they do a prayer conference, a prayer seminar? That was a few days before we'd gone to Hollybush Christian Centre. On my way home from that service, who texts me? Denise Shaw from America. Coming into Ireland into end of October, can we serve the church in any way? I said, yes, you can. Can we have a prayer seminar? I mean, that's how quick things move. Amen? All you have to do is be at the right place at the right time. Do what God says. Hear in your heart. When the mind, you know, that, that wasn't a problem. I mean, I received that impartation. That wasn't a problem. My mind was trying to work it out. But I tell you what, there's opportunities and there's times in my life when my mind has worked it out and has been a problem because I've followed the mind. Okay? So just be careful about reason getting involved when you're hearing from the Lord. Anyway, we're going to carry on talking about faith this morning. And um, <clears throat> last time, two weeks ago, when we we're talking about this, I was talking about mental ascent. And I say many people, they read God's word, they'll, they'll read it, and they'll say, yeah, I believe it, it's true, I, you know, I'm a, I come into agreement with it. But they come into agreement with it in their mind. And we have just said the mind, the reason doesn't, it's not enough, it doesn't get the job done. You know, it's faith in, develops in the heart. It's a supernatural force from the heart. So it's not in the mind, it's down here, it's in the heart. And faith in the heart receives from God, not the mind. So be careful of that. Be careful of confusing the two, mental ascent as opposed to faith. Amen? That faith, that spiritual force is developed here in our heart. You can use the word spirit in our heart, in our spirit. Amen? It's people will say, yeah, that's true. I believe it. It's truth. But then you look at their life or they look at their life and it's not working in their life. Why? Because faith hasn't developed in their heart for that. So, um, and that's where people get into trouble when it comes to faith. If they're grabbing it here, thinking, yeah, well, I believe it, I receive it, but yet it's not developed to any extent in their heart. And then they go set themselves to believe something, but really because there's no faith developed to any extent for that, then you have failures in faith, and we don't want that to happen. Amen? We don't want to have... Now, there's always, as you're practicing things, there's going to be those faith failures, right? Um, there's fa I've had faith failures in my life. I'm sure all of us could wave our hands. Yeah, I've had a faith failure. That's okay. When you're practicing, look, when you're practicing to ride a bike, does ever, anybody ever fall off, lose their balance? But you know, you have to go through those times and one or two wee failures and one or two wee knocks. But eventually you learned how to ride a bike. When I was learning how to drive a car, I had a wee failure. I'll tell you, that's just come up in my spirit. I'll tell you how that wee failure came about. I listened to my mum. <laughs> mum, do you remember what happened? Normally you or dad took me out uh, to, in the car. And um, this particular time, I'm the eldest of six. They all, I'm 17. As soon as I got turned 17, my, my provisional was there. I was out learning to drive on that day. But all the others wanted to come too. And I says, mum, I'd been out a few times. And I think maybe I'd had an instructor. I did have an instructor because he had a smaller car. At that time, 
I was, uh, Dad had a Peugeot 507, you know, one of those five-seaters, the extra seats in the back. And um, they all wanted to come. Mum says, oh, let them come. I says, Mum, I'm not comfortable with them coming. They'll be too noisy. Oh, they're not be noisy. They'll be too noisy. So they all got in the car. And be, to be fair to them, they were quite as quiet as they could be, but still a bit noisy. But it was my fault because I'd learned in an instructor's car and I was now in my dad's car. Um, when you're going up past West Church, I thought I was indicating left, but I was actually indicating right. No, I thought I was indicating right, was indicating left. Anyway, whatever happened, I went to overtake and had a crash and really dented dad's car. And mom and the other, the rest of them were in the car. It was a shock, to say the least. But the most shocking thing to me was, how do I tell dad? How do I tell dad? And in our family, I don't know if Stephen remembers, but I wanted to get to him before any of the others did. <laughs> and it was a Saturday, and he was up in his room, and he was studying for Sunday. So as soon as I'm through the door, I'm still a bit in shock, and ran up to dad. I said, dad, I have something to tell you. You know, before Stephen and John or the rest, would, oh, she's done. And I told him, told him the extent of the damage, and I was waiting for a good scolding, and I didn't get it. He says, Karen, no problem. We'll fix that. No problem. That's all I got, a big hug. Um, so I don't know, why, why did I go on to that wee rabbit trail? There was a reason for it. Oh, mistakes. So mistakes happen, whether it's you're wobbling around trying to learn how to ride a bike, or you're learning how to drive a car, you can have mistakes, but at the end time, when you learn to do something, that's good, isn't it? I can drive a car today. I can ride a bike. That's good. That is good. So when we are having our faith developed, we may have a few failures along the way. And what you have to do when you have a failure, whether it's a big one or a little one, is not give up. Don't give up. Keep going. Just keep going. Keep developing your faith as you go. So um, no matter what, no matter what trouble is that where you would get into, you know, this is why I'm teaching this morning. We teach faith here so that you can learn to operate in because faith is what pleases God. Faith is what gets results. Amen. So um, sometimes people get into trouble because they'll get a few principles in faith and like a good listener is and a good hearer. Okay, I'm going to practice that but they have started maybe at a level that they're not at. And one of the principles of faith that we're going to look at today is about confessing the word of God. Confessing that, you know, over and over we can speak this word and, and we, have, we speak it and we believe it and that's good. But we've got to be also careful and mindful of how we confess things. For instance, Brian, you know, he could have confessed over and over and over. I believe airplanes will fly and I'm going to fly one. I believe airplanes will fly, and I'm going to fly one. And he probably did say that to me quite a lot, to be honest. I believe airplanes will fly, and I'm going to fly one. But if he didn't do another thing about that, he wouldn't be flying a plane today. He had to put action to that. He had to go, and he had to sign up. He had to, to do a lot of hours, um, flight lessons, hours. He always had to have an instructor with him in the plane until he was signed off. Always he had to have somebody else with him and he had to do all sorts of maneuvers. Thankfully, Stephen was with him when he did, what do you call those? The stalls, when he, st when he did the stalls. Thankfully, I wasn't there. 
But uh, he had to do all those sorts of maneuvers and the instructor would sign off. In fact, the time you were up with him, he had to do quite a few of them, didn't he? Yeah, so he had to do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. So practice, you've got to practice. You've got to hear, you've got to hear, you've got to do. So he had to go and do that and he had to learn what was right and what would work and what was wrong and what would not work, what would cause a crash. And, and so we have to do that when it comes to our faith. We've got to understand where our personal faith is at. Because see, if you look around the room, our faith is all at different levels. So that means that together, um, as the people of God, we could be believing for something. But individually, if we're all, say, believing for um, a house right now, that may not be the will of God for you. And maybe the house price could be different. We couldn't just believe, well, I'm going to believe God for £100,000 worth of a house. We're all at different stages and different levels. So that's sometimes where people can get it wrong whenever they're starting to exercise their faith and they're speaking the word for that. So um, each one of us, as we know, is given the measure of faith. We read that in Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Each one is given a measure of faith, as Robin was saying before, we had the faith even to receive for salvation. So we're given the measure, but then it's up to us to develop it and uh, to build it over a period of time. And if you do that, and if you stay faithful to building that faith, it's going to develop, it's going to grow, because faith grows. And here's the other thing, it's so important that you build your faith in all the different areas. Many different, don't just... Probably most people are, are, if they've been exercising faith and developing faith for any time, you'll find a lot of times it could be very developed in one area and not so developed in another. I don't know if it's any of us here. But what I'm saying to you all this morning is everybody start, if you haven't already, start developing your faith for healing. Because there will come a time you're going to have a healing challenge. It's just a natural, it's part of life almost. There will come a time you'll have that. And we are already healed and whole. We're healthy. That's our covenant with God. And that is our starting position. But we shouldn't just take it for granted. I mean, every day I'll say to the Lord, thank you, God, that I'm healed and whole today. Thank you for your protection on my life today. I don't take it for granted because it's just, ladies, it's like your washing machine. It breaks and all of a sudden, oh my goodness, how, you know, and, you know, but you wouldn't have thought about that washing machine probably for the past couple of months, only when you're putting the clothes in. But see, when the minute it stops working, you're going to start thinking about that. So um, grow in your faith, knowing where it's at for your faith grows. And um, the whole area of healing, start building your faith, start digging out what the scriptures say. Every, we've so many tools now. In the day that, in the age that we live, we don't even have to go dig it out ourselves. You can go down to the faith mission. You can get a little book on healing. You can go to the website. I'm not sure if it's on our, on our website here, but you can go to the website in Kingdom Harvest website. You can go and you can go through healing scriptures and references, and it's all there for you. And then you just start reading that, and I believe it. I read it. I mean, it was a couple of, it was about four or five years ago, I really felt the Lord directing me to do that. And so I have a number of Bibles at home. This is my New King James, but I have an Amplified Bible. So in my Amplified Bible, I'll put all my sticky notes all over the scriptures where healing scriptures. 
and it wasn't this Bible, another Bible. I took all the, the scriptures on finances so that I could just lift whatever Bible and it was all, you know, and I didn't confuse myself with too many sticky notes. But this is what you do. You get this, get the promises of God and start building your faith, speaking those words of life, words of healing. And then when the health challenge comes, you're there, you can meet it. Amen? But, you know, what a lot of people do is that, the, you know, a health challenge comes maybe and, and maybe it's all out of the blue. It often comes out of the blue. But if you haven't learned how to shift a mild headache, and then you're, you're going to now have to shift a, a life-threatening disease, you've got to build your faith into that. So this is the time to start. It's the time, today is the time to start. Don't even wait till tomorrow. Just one scripture, two scriptures a day. Start doing that for every area of your life. You know, um, believe in God, whether it's finances, whether it's um, to do with your calling, to do with, you know, your, the, your business and your believing. You're putting those scriptures about having good success into play. Maybe it's reaching people for Jesus, so you're laying all that up in your heart. Maybe it's having a great family life, maybe about a great marriage. But get that and just try and build your faith along every area of your life. Amen. Plenty of a plenty of for us to be to be working on, but operate on your level of faith. You know, um, it'd be silly for you to be coming up and saying to me, "Well, Pastor Karen, I'm believing for ten thousand pound." Well, the first thing I'd probably say is, "Well, what what is a ten thousand pound for?" Because it's good to have a goal. You know, hope sets a goal for you and put your faith on. But you know, if my next question is, "Well, well what was your last faith uh, success?" Well, I haven't had one. So, you know, in the area of finances, I would say instead of believing for £10,000, start believing for heating oil or, or to pay a bill or, or something, you know, that and build it up because it will build. But we, we don't throw away just common sense either when you're, when you're working on these things. So develop your faith. Amen. Um, so let's turn. We're going to look at Mark uh, at chapter 11 this morning. I'm reading from the New King James. Mark chapter 11. The scripture is very familiar to us, but we can go over it and over it and over it. Mark chapter 11. And we'll start in verse 22. It says, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. Trust him. Verse 23, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things when you ask, when you pray, believe you receive them and you'll have them. Now it's very interesting to note there, verse 23, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to the mountain, but if you just said, well, whoever says the mountain, they will have, that wouldn't be true. Because if you go on to the rest of the verse, it says, whoever says to the mountain, be removed and does not doubt in his heart. So you've got to speak to your mountain and then you've not to doubt. And then it says, but believes that the things that he says will be done, then he's going to have 
whatever he says. And if you look at that, it says, you know, whoever says to the mountain, the, the last part it says, he's going to have whatever he says. So our speaking and our confession, what we're talking about and our language, our everyday language, our conversation is very, very important because uh, we're releasing our faith. And every word we speak, we're speaking faith words, but we're releasing faith. But because a lot of times we're speaking things positively, negatively, then we're almost confusing ourselves and we're almost doubting ourselves because we know, yes, we speak words of faith, but then out of the other side of the mouth, we can speak negative things. So what we need to do is be, um, be careful about what we're saying as we develop our faith. Because those, when we release faith in those words, it will come to pass. It will. But the only way that, as the more we can do is by just speaking words of faith, leaving negative words out. Not speaking things that actually our mouth just shoots off. And I think we're all guilty of that. That out of a moment of emotion or a moment of frustration or a moment of anxiety, we just say something else. The more careful we are to speak less and really believe what we're saying will come to pass, then there will be a manifestation of what we're believing for quicker. Do you get that? Whereas if we're saying a lot of positive and a lot of negative it's going to take longer because we're, you know, those things that you're saying, even in the negative realm, they're seeds. They're seeds that you're sowing and that's counteracting maybe your faith words. So the less words you say and make them faith words, the more you're going to target and direct and build and develop your faith in that area and you will see the manifestation of that quicker. You know, I'm guilty of it as well. I mean, in Northern Ireland, we've got so many saints, and they're not all good. You know, <laughs> one of the ones um, that we, we say here a lot is take care. But then we know we're not to be, you know, we're not to take care. We're not to be anxious, but it's just a nice we say, well, take care. I don't want to take care. <laughs> and I don't want to speak it over you to take care. Or what about my feet are killing me? You know, <laughs> my feet are killing me. Or that just cost me an arm and a leg. Do you want that word to come to pass? Or I nearly died laughing. I've used that before. Nearly died laughing. Sure, I'll just run over you. Or sorry, I'll just run you. Sure, I'll just run you over. Taking you somewhere. I'll just run you over. But the, the imagination is, I'll just will run you over. Or I'm freezing to death. Or what about my sides are splitting? I've said that one, my sides are splitting. I'm going to crack up. And so and so and so. And all of these things just get into our, our normal conversation. But the more you think, the more you're thinking about what am I saying? Am I speaking this word? Because this is God's word. There's power in this word. And when we speak that word, not doubting it 
I'm believing that those words that I speak will come to pass. There's nothing can stop. There's nothing can stop me seeing those things come. Seeing that situation changed. It's all here. Amen. God has given it, given it all to us. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 37 in the Amplified Bible says, But let your statement be yes, yes, or no, no. Affirm yes or no, because anything more than that comes from the evil one. So I think each one of us can think, are we someone with a lot of words or with a few, few words? And probably all of us could learn to say fewer words and really challenge, channel what we're saying and help build our faith. Amen. And you know, it's just, it's, it's just the way we've been brought up. It's the world we live in. It's the people we hang around. It's the workplace we're in. And you just learn the lingo, don't you? It's just, it's a learned behavior and, and you say it. But we can change. We can change it. We can start today. Oh, it's so important. Why? Because faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That's Romans 10, verse 17. So faith comes here by, by hearing. And so that's why it's so important that we speak God's word out of our own mouth. Faith will come more quickly. I believe what I'm saying when it comes out of my own mouth. And it's coming out. I'm hearing that. And... Um, you know, anybody remember when you first heard your own voice on a tape recorder, a voice recorder, a video? Who remembers that very first time? Like, I, I'll never, I don't know where I was when I heard it, but I thought, is that me? I was horrified because I hear myself completely different to the way you all hear me. And when I heard, is that what they really hear? Me? So, you know, you've got those, you've got your outer ears and you've got, your inner ear and that inner ear and that bone structure, you know, it passes and resounds down through the bones, but you hear on the inside and your spirit has ears and that gets it to your spirit. So when you're reading that word or you're speaking that word, I believe in God for this, you're hearing that over and over and over. And that is why speaking the word is so important. Not just reading it, speaking it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know, Deuteronomy in chapter 28, if you want to turn that, I'm reading from the Amplified Bible, a classic edition, but Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses one to six, it says, if you will listen diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, so if you listen diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, being watchful to do his commandments, which I command you this day, the Lord your God has set you high above the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you heed the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall you be in the fruit of your body and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of, your, of the, your beasts and the increase of the cattle and the young of the flock. Blessed shall you be in your basket and your kneading trough. And blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. 
And it's wonderful to read that. This, you know, if you read on down to verse 14, it's all the blessings. But even those have condition. They have conditions with them. You know, because it's obedience, obedience first, and then the blessings come. Amen? But if you look in the King James Version, you know, when it's all the thou's and the that, you know, all the old English and the, the hearken and all those, some of those words you don't quite understand. If you read that verse, that verse one, in the King James Version, it says, if thou shalt hearken diligently. And that word hearken, um, in the Hebrew, it means to hear intelligently, to be obedient, to declare. And if you read diligent, you go to the Hebrew, it means holy, completely, far, fast, and louder, and louder. So if you put all that together in a paraphrase, it could read like this. It shall come to pass if you shall hear intelligently, be obedient to, declare holy, completely, far, fast, louder and louder what God has said to observe and to do all his commandments. Then all these things will come upon you and overtake you. So it's when you do all that, the blessings are going to come and overtake. Obedience first, then blessings. And what, you know what God was saying in Deuteronomy? He said the same thing to Joshua. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. If you want to have good success, um, reading in the Amplified here, it says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall read and meditate in it day and night so that you're careful to do everything in accordance to all that is written in it. And then you make your way prosperous and then you'll be successful. You want to be prosperous in every area of your life? You want to be successful? Then don't let this word depart from your mouth. Speak it. Speak the word of God. Develop your faith. And it takes time understand where your faith is at and be careful when you hear people tell faith stories it's good because it'll build your faith but don't go out and maybe think you can do the same thing I mean God led me in a time of my life I was believing God I think I've told you before for a car um, it was when we started Kingdom Harvest Church with one car and I need another wee car we run around car and after about eight months um I received this little car as an, a, a couple, an, an older couple who were wanting to give this car and bless somebody. And um, David Livingstone was the blessing connector because you always have a blessing connector. And I asked the Lord now in prayer, as I've understood, being a blessing connector more and more. Sometimes the blessing doesn't even just come from your hand, but you can connect two or three people. Anybody experienced that? And you're the one in the middle and you're a blessing. Well, see, when you do that, sowing, say, God, thank you. I was able to sow there. I was a blessing connector. Because without that blessing connector, that car wouldn't have got from them to me. Isn't that right? I got the phone call and uh, I said, yeah, that's my car. I didn't have to have it described. I was believing and waiting for a car. And when I got the call, I said, that's it. Now you can describe it after I've said, yeah, it's my car. But then God led me to give away that car. Um, but if, if I'm telling that to other people, they said, well, I'm just going to give away my car, and God has instructed you to do that, you could be walking for a long time. 
until you build your faith to believe. You know, do you know what I mean? So find your own level of faith and start building your confession into all the different areas. Get faith buddies or faith friends. My closest friends are faith people. They're people who know what it is to stand in this word. They speak faith to me all the time, all the time, all the time. You will not find a negative person in my close circle. Because if I'm around negative too long, I have to go and get my, 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 my whole head showered, first of all. Then I've got to get back in the word and back and building faith again. So have your faith, friends. And if you say you're sitting there, well, do I have those? Um, find them. Find them. You don't have to have a lot, but get one. If you can have two or three, it's even better. Amen? And speak faith. When you hear something, you know, when you get something in the Word, phone them, share it. This is what it builds. Help build each other's faith to help develop one another. And then when they have a faith, um, you know, a triumph, a victory, celebrate. Go out and party. It's great. And because you know, whenever you hit something and you've, you've received, when I received that car, I thought, that's great. Now I can believe for something bigger. Next time I can believe. I, I knew my faith had grown to this level. Now I can believe for, and, and like what well, I was building my faith and healing. Okay, I may have started here, but now my faith has come up to here. And this is a pro, you just have to keep going. Keep going. And then you keep where you're at. Don't let it slide. It'll, if you're not in this word, you know, from week to week to week, then the faith that you've developed, it'll start to slide because faith comes. Faith comes. Faith keeps coming. It comes. It comes by hearing, by hearing, by hearing. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, um, we're going to close um, this message today now, but the Lord had asked me to um, pray this morning, it was a directive, so we're going to go into prayer. Um, for anybody who needs prayer, if you're sick or you need prayer, an agreement for something. But particularly, he said to pray for people who want to come up, come forward for eyes. That I was to pray for your spiritual eyes and ears to see more and to hear more. So let's pray. And as I pray, if, you, if that's you, if you have some music on at the back. That's you, just come forward. So if that's prayer for healing or anything, I can agree with you. But particularly what God wanted me this morning to do was prayer. Pray that your spiritual eyes and your ears would see more, hear more. Hallelujah. So Lord, we just thank you for your word this morning. We thank you that your word brings life. It lights our way. And Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that faith, our faith, our trust in you pleases you. And I thank you that you've given us the way to build, to, to develop our faith. And Lord God, that we speak, Lord God, we, we, we speak your word. We listen, Lord God, to even what is coming out of our mouth. Lord, we make corrections. And I thank you, Father, for I just join my faith with those in here that are believing for things today. That, Lord God, that, that their, their faith grows into that and they can receive, they receive it the manifestation of it, Lord. So we give you praise and thanks. And Lord, we thank you for that, those open 
eyes and ears. So just come quickly if you want prayer for your spiritual sight um, and ears opened. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps in blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.